In this episode of the Retire ASAP show, we're going to talk about IRAs. We're going to talk a little bit about IRA contribution limits for 2021 and 2022, and why do we even want to max out our IRA? So catch us in this episode. It's time for the Retire ASAP podcast. Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Welcome to the Retire ASAP show, where our goal is to get you free from work as soon as possible. My name is Taylor, and with me I have my co-host, Brad Fike. Yeah, how's it going today? It it's is, been a busy place around here. Yeah, you know, I think that tax season stuff is just getting people going. Everyone got their 1099s, you know, uh, or at least they're getting them if they haven't gotten them already for some accounts. So I think people are itching to go, all right, what do I need to get and how much money can I put away and how much money did I have to pay taxes on last year? And they're just in their flustered panic, just like usual tax season. And the poor accountants are the ones who are taking the biggest brunt of that. But we also get a little bit busy. Yeah, a lot of chatter going on in that area. And it's, it's typical for us. Uh, mainly second half of February, I would say, and then all through March. Yeah, and then right in April for the last minute or last. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> not nothing like anybody who just waits and procrastinates the last second, right? What's the last day I can put my IRA contribution in? It's a yeah, and we usually have to send out an email. Yes, the deadline to add money is April fifteenth, but please get the check in our office before that, so we have time to get it to the place. Exactly, with mail time today. <laughs> Although we overnight those usually, so it does get there on time. But yeah, it's funny how uh, things uh, work out. This time of year is crazy. It is. It is. Well, but and for you, you're just packing up your bags. And My March is going to be just brutal. Lots of pressure. Brutal heat, sunshine, sand in my toes. Ugh, well, at least as long as it's in your toes and not somewhere else, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we won't go there. Yeah, we won't. <laughs> Maybe not today, but yeah, I'm no, sitting I'm here looking forward to a few weeks in Florida. I'm sitting here looking out the window at this dreary, rainy day in February in Ohio, and you're getting ready to gear up to go to sunny Florida. We yeah. have some stops along the way. Yeah, we're going to stop in Virginia, see your sister for a few days, and then uh, we're going to stop and see uh, a friend in Gainesville, Florida, and do a little 24-hour gig there have lunch with them and spend the night there and then move on. And then we're going to uh, Bonita Springs for a couple nights to stay with some friends. And then we'll settle in at Siesta Key uh, after that. So So you're like little nomads. We're like a week of nomading. You might as well take your cardboard box with you. You don't really have a place to stay, just moving from one place to the next. Did I ever tell you the story about the lady? We were there down in 20 during COVID on the beach. And I told this one lady, she was from New Jersey. She was a little off. But anyhow, uh, I told her I, I was looking for a refrigerator box because I might have to go live in one of those. Joking. Right. She took it to heart and she came the next day. I saw her and she goes, hey, I found a refrigerator box for you. It was at like uh, Walmart or something like oh that. My gosh. And I go, I just started laughing. She goes, you better go get it. I mean, she's dead serious. You better go get that before somebody else gets it. And I go, <laughs> okay, I will. And I walked away. And I'm like. Is she serious or is she messing with she me? She thinks you were serious. I think she was serious. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. <laughs> I, you know, we make the joke a lot about, you know, well, I guess if the markets keep going down, we'll be in a cardboard box before too long. Yeah. She really thought. She believed it. Well, COVID pandemic did have a lot of people. She in was fear. in a panic, too, because I remember talking to her a couple of times. But well, that, that, and I here we are two years later. for the refrigerator box. Here though. we are two years later, still in a pandemic, but no box that we're living yeah, in. That's good not news. Not yet. No. Oh, that's good. Well, t- 
today's episode, we're going to keep it really short and sweet, but I know a lot of you right now are wondering about tax time. What way can you get some deductions on your taxes for 2021 if you're trying to still round out last year and make sure you get the maximum deduction? Or maybe you're wondering, hey, how do I maximize my retirement savings um, and really pack away whatever I can for last year and maybe even start talking about this year and starting saving in your IRA or your individual retirement arrangement or account, however you want to phrase that, depending on how the IRS has it written. But in your IRA, you may be thinking, what do I need to do for retirement right now? So, I mean, what are some of the things that you're hearing from clients when it comes to retirement savings, IRAs? What are those questions they have? Well, most of them are, how much can I put away, right? That's always the basic. Did it increase for 2022? That answer is no, it hasn't increased there. But I think the uh, beyond what's the max that I can put in, how about the income limits? I hear there's income limits that affect how much I can put into it for singles and for couples. So we usually address what's your, you know, adjusted gross income, modified adjusted gross income and things of that sort. And then uh, that would be the other one. And then probably uh, the biggest question is, you know, how late do I, can I wait to put it in? I, I hear yeah, that a lot because they, they want to get their taxes done. And I understand want to get the taxes done and see what the actual effect is. And so I always usually recommend that you get your taxes, go to your tax repair, turn all your stuff in. And before they hit the button, you know, where are we at? And if I put 6,000 or 7,000 in my area, what's that going to save me in taxes? Mm -hmm. And once that client sees that, then they're like, oh, okay, I'll put it away. If I have it, I'm going to put it away. I'd rather do that than give it to Uncle Sam. So those are, that's another big conversation. Absolutely. So let's just start with the first question. The question was, how much can I put away? That's what a lot of people are asking, right? So the answer is for last year, 2021, which you can still contribute to your IRA up until April 15th, if you are under the age of 50, you can put away $6,000 for the year. Now, that's per person. So if you're married, that can be 6000 for you and 6000 for your spouse. Now, if you're 50 or older, they give you what's called a catch-up contribution, which means you can do an additional $1,000. So 50 and under is 6000 for the year. And under 50. Yeah, I'm sorry. Under 50 yep. is 6000 for the year. And 50 and older is 7000 for the year. So keep that in mind if you're wondering how much can I do how much can I put away? Well, it depends on how much you have. Number 1, you have to have that money first, but then you can put up to that amount to get the tax benefit in the account. Yeah, and you said it when you said up to that amount because there's some people that don't have the full amount to put away. So always keep in mind you can put any amount away up to that max as long as you've earned that kind of income in the year, right? So right. if I want to put seven thousand away, I have to make seven thousand to be able to do it. And I have had some retirees ask that question where they're going, Hey, I have money, can I put some in my IRA? Well, no longer can you do that because you don't have a job and earned you, income, it, right? The IRS says it's only earned income. You have you can only put away up to the amount that you earn for the year or the contribution limit, whichever is lower. But that is an important thing to keep in mind is that, yeah, you do have to be working, having an earned income, whether it's a paycheck or self-employment income, to be able to add to an IRA. And also keep in mind that if you're married and you have a spouse who is working out of the home and doesn't have any income really, and you know maybe mm-hmm. just taking care of the kids and, and being a homemaker, that you can put away for that spouse as well. So if you're the earning spouse and you're over 50, you could put seven for you and seven for your spouse, even though he or she, who is the homemaker, does not have an income to claim. So you can do that. So that's that's another little trick that a lot of people don't know. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. That's good. I'm glad you said that because I didn't have that written down as something we should tell them. But yes, absolutely. 
So we kind of covered two of those questions. How much can I put away? Well, maybe 6,000, maybe 7,000, depending on your age. And how long do I have until I have to put it away for 2021? Well, you have until you file your taxes or April 15th, which is the deadline for filing taxes to get that money into the account. So again, like you said, talk to your tax preparer first, get the numbers figured out, see what that is, and then make your decision, but make sure you make it before April 15th. Now, in our office, like I said earlier, we always have a deadline of maybe the first week of April. Get that check into our office so we can process it, make sure everything's in good order, and send it out to the custodian to make sure things are done on time. You don't want to drop it off in our office in the 11th hour on the 15th and then say, oh, by the way, here you go, send this in. It's like, it's not going to make it in time. You're not going to be able to count it for 2021. Right. And some places will look at the postmark, but it, it, it's not worth the risk. It's Yeah, it's a risk. Just That's get them sure. in early. Just be, yeah. <laughs> not too early, but early. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, okay, there's, there's two things there, the real simple ones of when and how much. The other question you had is, and maybe you didn't say this question, but one of the questions that I hear a lot is, should I put in my traditional IRA or my Roth IRA? What are your thoughts on that? Those are two different things completely. Uh, Well, not really completely. The limits are the same, right? doesn't matter which one. Well, the limits are related. There's a crossover. You can only put 6,000 or 7,000 in an IRA. That doesn't matter whether it's Roth or traditional. You can put some in one and some in the other, but the maximum amount is whatever your contribution limit is between all of your IRAs. That's correct. So in a traditional IRA, you're deferring the tax today. In other words, you're going to deduct that 6000 or that 7000 is going to come off your uh, income because mm-hmm. you put it into an IRA. So that money, in essence, has never been taxed once it goes into that IRA. Right. It's a deduction today. But you're deferring the tax on that IRA. So sooner or later, when you pull that money out or you die and pass that on to your children or whoever your beneficiaries are, that is still a taxable amount of money. There's no way you can escape it. Uncle Sam is waiting at the door. Always. And he never forgets. He has a a long lasting memory and he knows exactly how much you owe him. And I feel like there's spy cameras in every corner they, now. They do. They're, they're watching you. They're watching your wallet. <laughs> Big brother from the 70s. Oh, now we're going to get some conspiracies going oh boy, here. We won't go there. So then the other side of that coin, if I don't want to, de- if I don't need to deduct it, and this is why it's always good to go to your tax man before you actually do it, because or gal, whoever your tax person is. Yeah, it's is. 2022. Women yeah, do I'm sorry, work yeah, in the workplace yeah. too. Come on now. So anyhow, uh, you, you, if you don't need the deduction, I'm a big Roth fan, and a Roth IRA is I I don't get to deduct the tax today. It's basically going in as after-tax money, but it will grow tax-free from there on out. So when I pull it out in retirement, zero tax. If I die with it, the kids don't have to pay the tax on it. It's a different world than the traditional IRA. Well, and if you think about this benefit, and I think a lot of people have been having this conversation really since 2016 when the tax code slightly changed, but even before that, this conversation is around, do you want to pay your taxes now or later, right? If you want to pay them now, you put it in the Roth, then you don't have to pay them later. If you want to pay them later and you don't want to pay them now, put it in the traditional. Well, here's the question. And this is the game that everyone's playing is, does it make more sense 
to pay them now or later. Are they going to be bigger now or bigger later? Right now, we're in a very low tax environment historically. Now, no one ever feels like they pay you know, a low amount of taxes. Yeah. Everyone feels like they're getting hit with taxes. But historically, rate-wise, you're paying a low amount of tax for the income that you earn compared to what we've seen in the past. So if that's the case, do you think taxes are going to go up in the future or down? Most people would probably lean towards the idea of, well, they're probably going to go up. The U.S. debt is at astronomical numbers. We're doing more and more programs. It's probably going to cost the government more money to stay open. We're probably going to have to increase taxes to cover that difference. So it would be smart to pay the taxes now while they're low and not later. That's the theory between the Roth and the traditional. Right. But there's also the gameplay of which tax bracket do you fall in. And we did a previous episode on this. You can go back in the archives to see our Roth versus traditional episode. It's really interesting when you start talking about, okay, well, if this deduction brings me down a tax bracket, that can really save me some money on this versus leaving me in that higher tax bracket. So again, it's really the combination of working with your advisor and your tax planner to make sure everything's all in the best place, uh, whether it's Roth or traditional. Now, I ran some numbers, and this maybe gives some some interesting picture to those people because uh, that are wondering about this. Do I put the 6000 into a Roth? Do I put the 6000 into into a traditional? Why do I even put the $6,000 away anyway, right? So I just did a future value calculator. It's simple. It doesn't really include some of the ups and downs of the markets and how those things are going to feel. But in general, what a future value calculator does is it says, how much money do I have today? If I have an average expected interest rate, how long am I going to have that invested? What should I have if, that all, if that's all true, right? So I ran one that says if we put $6,000 away today into a Roth or traditional, doesn't matter, put it into there, and I'm getting an average 6% return for 20 years. So not everybody's working for the next 20 years, but a lot of people who are contributing to IRAs have a good 20 years left of working. If I leave it in there, don't touch it, that $6,000 grows to how much do you think? Um, quarter million dollars. Quarter million. Close. Close. It is 233000 oh, Almost 234000 So if you think about that, you go, man, my $6,000 can turn into $233,000 in 20 years. That seems kind of crazy. Now, we're using a 6% average. Maybe you're more aggressive and you're getting something closer to 9 or 10%. Maybe you're more conservative, getting something towards 2 or 3 Either way, those numbers can fluctuate based off that interest rate. But the reason you put the money away now is because you want that compound interest to happen over the years and see what can potentially go on with all of that. Yeah, consistency and so. time is important. There's one other piece to that as well. So let's say, even though the numbers are the same, if I do a traditional, that 200 and what was it, 30,000, yes. there's a whole bunch of tax sitting there waiting to be had. So that's not really all your money. Versus a Roth. Where a Roth, where it's tax-free, so that is all your money. So the benefit for the Roth doesn't seem like it today, but 20 years down the road, you're going to be going, oh, man, I'm glad I packed it in the Roth. And, and the other thing, and I think if you'll find in that other podcast we did, is most people have a 401k, some kind of tax-deferred program now anyhow. Right. They're putting pre-tax dollars in. So money's going in, not being taxed, and it's going to get taxed at a later stage. So that's why it's so important to look at the Roth option on your own personal side yes. because that gives you tax-free dollars in retirement, right? Right. 
and I don't know if I clarified this when I was saying, I think I kind of skipped over this. That $6,000, I'm saying you're putting that 6000 in for each one of those 20 years, right? That right. compound interest is that growth from there. And getting so, some, what, what percent were you using? Like, 6%. So an average of 6% for 20 years, you're putting 6000 a year away. Yes. And so that compound works there. But here's the thing. If you do the math then on how much did you actually put away into that account, it's $120,000 over the 20 years, right? 6,000 yeah. divided by, you know, or times 20. But that means that you earn 113,000, almost 114,000 in the interest that you've earned. So that's where- I mean, I didn't have to work for that? You didn't have time? to work for it Whoa! at all. So you almost doubled your money doing nothing except putting it away. But here's the thing, and this is what you were getting to. On that money, that 113,000 of total interest, you'll never owe a dime of tax on that. Versus in the traditional, in the Roth, yeah, right. yeah, in the Roth, it versus in the traditional where that hundred and twenty you deducted it, so you still have to pay the taxes on that. Plus, you had to pay the taxes on all that interest that it earned too. So that's where the government gets it. You know, the, the government doesn't mind waiting a little bit longer to get taxes on more of your money, or they'll say, "Ah, just give me the money now." You know, you'll pay less taxes long term. So yeah. really, deciding what makes the most sense for you is is um, a big decision, and it's an individual decision. So right. there's no way you can generalize that, and if you're your friends or relatives go, I'm going to do this and that's what you should do. Well, you know, once again, as we said, each and every little detail is individualized to you and it depends on your particular situation, not in general. So again, media, all the other crap out there, they'll tell you, you need to do this. Well, that might work for one person, but maybe not for the other. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one other question out there and maybe this isn't a question that a lot of people ask, but it's something that they may not even know, is that there's a phase-out limit on what you make income-wise to be able to deduct or even contribute to certain IRAs. I don't know. Have you run into that with any of your clients? Yeah. If you're a higher income earner, there's a single uh, phase-out and there's a couple uh, married couple phase-out. And it's different for a traditional IRA if you have a retirement plan and it's different for Roth. So the numbers are different. So whenever you're doing this, if you're a high income, higher income uh, household, then you need to consider that because if you put it in and then you're and you don't uh, talk to your tax person about this and then the taxes get done and the tax person says, hey, you can't put that in there. You got to pull it back out. It's not a problem, but you got to do it before the tax filing deadline. Right. So here's what I like to tell people. There's a weird little phase out mechanic in this in your income, whereas they start with a number and at that number up to another number is you can put some of the limit away, but not all of it. It's like $10,000 or a little it's range. It's a real in small there. It's range. like a conversion range. And then on the other end of that, you can't do anything, right? The, yeah. the other end of that range. So I'll give you the lower end of the range, basically saying if your income, if you fall into this type of um, tax filing status and your income is this number, that means you really need to talk to your tax person to find out how much can I put in IRAs. Maybe you can't put any, maybe you can put a little but it's not going to be the limits that we talked about at the beginning of the episode. And these adjustable income numbers you're going to talk about, adjusted gross income? They're modified adjusted gross okay. income. So gotcha. what that is, is um, it's the adjusted... Student loan money coming back in and there's uh, a, few a lot things. of deductions that you might have used for certain things. Yes, which you should talk to your tax person Absolutely. to get what that number is. But yeah, it's your modified adjusted gross income. So for a Roth IRA, if you are a single individual, so you file your taxes single or head of household, $125,000 of a modified adjusted gross income puts you into that phase out world. So you have to start looking at things. You say, okay, I make $125,000 a year as my modified adjusted gross income. 
Can I put into a Roth? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's a little bit more than that. So definitely talk to your tax person on that. Now, for married couples filing jointly, that number for Roth IRAs is 198000 So now we got to go and think about, okay, if I make two hundred grand as a married couple between us both working, can I put into a Roth? Again, You're in the phase out at that talking point. Talking to your tax person is going to be extremely important. Now, I got to go find the traditional IRA phase out. Give me a couple seconds here. What Do you run into people who run into that income issue a lot? And then what are some of the alternatives to that if they run into a Roth issue there? Well, we do. And if somebody wants to do Roth money, uh, there is such things as conversions from IRA to Roth. There's a whole lot of creative ways when you get into that. Once again, this goes back to if you're in that higher income level and you're in those phase outs or you're really close to those phase outs, you need to have a discussion with your financial advisor and the accountant both. This is You're at a place in your life where you're making that kind of money. You should have an advisor and not only an accountant, but an advisor or at least an accountant who's proactive. Okay. We've talked in the past about reactive and proactive accountants and reactive are ones who just do the taxes. And when you ask you a question, then they'll give you an answer for it. But proactive are ones who are giving you uh, information without you asking and giving you suggestions on how you save money. So if you're at that kind of an income level, you better have a professional. I highly suggest you have a professional around or you better be well-versed and go online and spend hours researching it so you know what you're doing. We have had uh, quite a few people come in here and put Roth contributions or even IRA contributions and exceed the income limits and then have to come back and pull them back out. And it's kind of a pain because they got to calculate how much earnings on that money. So if you did it in December and you pull it out in April 1st of the next year, there's earnings on that money you put in. So that also has to come out. And there's tax on that earnings during that. So it, it is a little complicated. It's a simple thing to do but it's complicated to calculate from the accountant standpoint. Yes. And so same thing, there's some certain limits that you have to worry about with traditional IRAs. Now, it's not whether or not you can put money away in traditional IRAs because they allow you to do that pretty much across the board. The question comes down to, can I deduct what I put into there? Which really doesn't make sense to contribute to a traditional IRA if you're not going to get the deduction. You might as well just put it into some sort of non-qualified investment. The benefits of the traditional IRA is the deduction. So if you phase out of the deduction limit, why would you do it in the first place? So those numbers for 2021, and I'm trying to find this chart here. It looks, uh, it looks a little bit more complicated than the Roth one because it's not just a, hey, here's the numbers of whether you can or can't. So here's what I'm finding here. If your filing status is single, head of household, and you're not covered by a plan at work, which means you don't have some sort of 401k, right? you can deduct whatever you want, right? No so limits on that. There's no limits on your income for deductibility. So if you work for a small business, or you just have a part-time job, or you just have some sort of job that has no 401k, simple IRA, SEP plan, anything like that, then you can deduct anything. Now, if you run into that world of the 401ks, which most people have through their work, if you're married and filing jointly and your modified adjusted gross income is $105,000 or less, you're good to go. You can get the full deduction. So it's that 105000 above that if you're married filing jointly and you have access to a 401k that you have to be a little bit more careful as to, hey, tax person, can I deduct this? Because if I can't, I don't want to do it. I'd rather put it in some sort of other investment. Right. 
Now, I don't see numbers on this chart for single. Oh, here we go. So single is 66,000. So if you're 66,000 or more, then you cannot deduct if you have that in your modified adjusted gross income and you have access to a plan at through, work. Through your employer. Right? So all those fun numbers, everyone's probably writing those down, just oh, yeah, you're scribbling like that. crazy because they're so excited about hearing Well, you should be stuff. calculating quickly in your head. If you're close to those numbers, you need to do a little extra work before you start putting money away. You need to talk to someone. And back to the non-qualified IRA contribution. If you go in and you don't qualify, you can put money into an IRA. Yes. It's non-qualified. So the money going in is not deductible. But it, the, it will grow tax deferred till you pull it out. Right. But whenever you pull it out, the, the money at one end's already been taxed, and then you're just paying on the growth. And that's where Roth conversions come into play. Yes. And I'm not, that's a whole. We did a whole episode on this. I can I go back. Say, we, we should I, probably do an updated one, though. We should, because uh, during the, the most recent tax planning that was uh, the current administration, the Biden administration was trying to change a lot of the taxes. They wanted to take Roth conversions, backdoor Roths. These are just terms of different types of creative ways to get money into a Roth. They wanted to stop that, end that. And uh, of course, that tax plan never got through and it doesn't look real positive. There'll be some pieces maybe they're thinking by the end of this year that might get through, but it doesn't look good for the conversion side of it. It's too popular out there for all income brackets. And I, I think that's you know, his constituents aren't just aren't going to do it at Absolutely. this point in time. So, well, and Roth Roth conversions are complicated. So, if that's something that you might be interested in, you're saying, "Hey, yeah, I don't have I don't have a ton of money in my IRA right now, and all my money is pretty much tied up in my 401k or other types of investments. I might be able to get some money in a Roth, but I make too much on my income side." We can talk about the complexity of how do we get it in there and do it in a fully legal manner and not get into any tax issues. There's a lot of stuff to be discussed. And it's an that. awesome way to put money into a Roth. I, I mean, we've done it many times. I have a lot I've of I've done high, it myself a couple of times. Yeah, so. the high income earners that we work with, then they want the tax benefit of the Roth. It's the only way for them to do it. Yeah. So just to wrap that up, IRAs, they're confusing. They have a lot of complexity to them. Obviously, you have to talk to your tax person as to what deductibility and how that works with your taxes. But if you need help from an advisor to get some investment decisions and figure some things out, you can head over to our website, fikeadvisors.com. You can click the Schedule Now button in the top right corner. Head over to my calendar. We can schedule some phone call, in-person, Zoom, whatever you're most comfortable with. Uh, most people are comfortable with Zoom these days, I'm finding. But yep. whatever it is, we can make it work for you. It's got to be convenient um, on your end. And then we can discuss what makes the most sense. So again, fikeadvisors.com, schedule now, top right corner. We can discuss maybe some IRA contributions that you need to make for 2021 or get things started for 2022. That's up to you. Yeah. Spread the word about our podcast. Give yes. us a high rating. Yeah. Apple. And, uh, if you're, happy sunny days ahead for you guys. If you're listening on iTunes, give us a review and a rating. That helps us get found when people search financial um, stuff on podcasts. And then if you're on Spotify or anything like that, same thing. Give us a rating, a review, whatever they offer there. Um, and share this with your friends. I mean, if it's a free podcast, all they got to do is click the link or head over to the website or download the podcast. It's real simple. It's a great way for people to get some information they wouldn't normally get. And simple. And, well, we try to make it simple. Sure. You know, so. All right, guys. We'll have a good rest of your week, and we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye.
Investment advisory services provided by Fike Advisors, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult a professional before taking any action. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed.